besides the screen you spent most of your time staring at this week, chances are you are also captivated by a big screen video installation. From billboards to scoreboards, we inform and entertain audiences with our big screen solutions. Visit bigscreenvideo.com.au to see how BSV can bring your space to life. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Here it is! And the Black Sox are the world champions for the sixth time. And with a throw from Jeremy Manley across to Brad Rohner and best traditions of New Zealand softball, the Black Sox are back where they belong on top of the world. Hallelujah, well done, boys. Yes, sir. Celebrations as the Black Sox come together. What a tournament! What a victory! And Eddie Colassi has reason to be the proudest man in the nation tonight. Yeah, well, uh, on yesterday's show, as part of our Mount Rushmore segment, of course, we highlighted uh, that particular victory. That was the 2013 Soccer World Cup final featuring New Zealand beating Venezuela 4 1 in front of a roaring home crowd at uh, Auckland's Rosedale Park. Fast forward uh, nine years to this year with so many World Cups uh, winning our appetite. Uh, the Softball World Cup is making a return to Auckland from November the 26th, featuring the 12 best nations. Uh, who better to talk about it uh, than uh, Mark Sorensen, one of the world-class uh, achievers in New Zealand sport, member of the New Zealand Sports Hall of Fame, uh, amongst other things as well. Uh, Mark, it's a real honour to have you uh, on the show. Thank you. Oh, morning, Smithy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, glad to be a part of it. Listen, it's time we talked uh, uh, about uh, softball because this uh, World Cup is not too far away. Five weeks, in fact. Uh, this promises to be one hell of an event. 50 games in nine days. That's a feast. Yeah, <laughs> there's certainly a smorgasbord there. Um, six games a day, two diamonds back-to-back, so three time slots. Um, so everybody, yeah, for, uh, for us to go through and uh, win it, it would take nine games. So game a day, um, plenty of opportunity for people to see the, the, the best softballers in the world at, the, at this time. There are good, uh, great softballers coming too. We've got two pools of uh, six teams. Um, we find ourselves, um, the Black Sox, in Group A with Argentina, the Czech Republic, uh, the USA, Cuba and Philippines. Tell us about that group and how we should progress. Well, it's... I think you know it, it used to be sixteen teams. They've cut they've cut it down to twelve this time. So I guess they've, what they're trying to do is is work on the quality aspect of it. And, and depending on what side of the fence you're on, Smithy, you, you know there, there, there is an element of these events to allow teams to develop and measure themselves. But you know for the sake of this event with twelve teams, um, we open with Czech Republic on on Saturday the twenty uh, sixth. And that's a that's a day game. Uh, we day game Saturday, day game Sunday against the US. Then all our other games are night at seven thirty. So weekend games during the day. Um, it's the check to start off with is a is one of those. Um, I, I guess it's a bit like Argentina with the All Blacks. You know, if if they play well, if we play well and do the things that we're supposed to, um, we will succeed. But if we're off our game and we leave the door open, um, they'll nip us in the bud. So, you know, it's a good game to start with, one that we can't, you know, we can't take for granted. Uh, we've had good success against them over the years. Uh, they've, they've beaten us once. But, you know, they are a, a nation that's improving a hell of a lot. 
and I'd certainly love to uh, rain on our parade and come out on day one there. And in the US, obviously, I, I, I don't need to explain too much about who they are and, and what they do. The, you know, the game was basically invented there. So, you know, they're going to pose uh, a massive threat for us. Uh, and then the biggest one that, that we're looking at in that first segment is Argentina, the defending champs, which will be Monday night. So, you know, we're looking to get through with... Um, with a positive slate, clean slate for those first three games, which will set us up for the super round. Um, you know, after that, we've still got uh, Philippines and, and Cuba. But, you know, looking to tournaments like this are really about getting on a roll and getting into a routine. Um, guys get an opportunity to play every day um, and, and get consistency with their preparation. So the super round sees the top three teams from each section cross over. And so... Uh, all going well, we would play the top three teams in Section B and we would take the points that we earned with the other two teams in our section across. So, you know, likely that we would play uh, Japan, Australia, possibly Venezuela um, in that other section and then it goes just a 1v2 for a grand final and 3v4 for the bronze medal playoff. I like that format. I mean, what it basically means is every single game counts. That's exactly it. Yeah, it's, it's we're, you ask traditionalists to go and geez, what have they done? It was great having semi-final, final, the way that they were doing it before. But you know what? You're exactly right. What it means is uh, every game is is important, even in the round robin, um, and and you can't take your foot off the pedal. But also, if you're going to win it, you're going to play the best, um, and and to be the best, you always want to beat the best, don't you? Well, we're seven times champions, so we've been the best a lot. But are we are we necessarily, in your mind, favourites? No, we're definitely not favourites. Um, Argentina would go in favourites, being the defending champs. They've uh, they've they won the Pan American Games this year, which is for the um, you know the North and South American teams. Um, they're 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 the team to beat. But you know, in saying that, we've we've had great success against them over the years. They got on a roll in Prague uh, in 2019 and, and deserved their success. Um, but, you know, them and the Japanese who played in the final, I think, would would be the two targets, you know, that, that everybody would be shooting for. We're, we're as good as as, uh, as we can be, uh, although we haven't, we, we've got to pick our final team. Our athletes are. However, in terms of measuring ourselves, we haven't played for three and a half years. So, you know, we've, we've done everything that we can domestically, but in terms of measuring ourselves, uh, we'll get a good opportunity to gauge uh, the week before the World Cup. There's a kind of a, a shadow shootout there for the top six countries in a tournament in Palmerston um, where we'll, uh, we'll, we'll play against those other countries there. So we'll get a chance to measure ourselves. But I, I wouldn't say, um, if anything, we're too far off the pace, uh, even though not having played over the last few years. You know, we've got good athletes. It's, it's really for us, it's about um, controlling our controllables, you know, and making sure that, that our planning and preparation is top-notch. And, you know, our, our guys have played in North America uh, against a lot of these guys, so I've seen how they've gone, and, and the talent's still there. It's just about how we pull together as a group. Mark, I, I just want to you make a point there about not playing for three and a half years as an entity as such. How many of the other countries um, have to go through that as well, or do they get more regular competition? Well, no, they've all played. Um, we we would normally have played. Uh, we've had a couple of international events cancelled because of COVID. 
uh, and it's just the way that it's worked out that the events that we had were right in the in the thick of things. Um, and the Pan American Games that I referenced earlier, you know, was uh, back in April May um, in Argentina, and they weren't they didn't have the same COVID restrictions at that at that time. So that's seen us slip down the rankings uh, mainly because we haven't been able to accumulate any points. So it, it's been really difficult. But no, everybody else. Uh, has played international competition. Right. Okay, let's look uh, in depth at our squad, can we? Uh, as you say, you have not finalised it yet. Uh, earlier in the year, you named a squad of uh, around 20-plus players um, to uh, to pick from, uh, to finalise from. How's that process gone? Uh, how many of those players uh, would at any stage be New Zealand-based, or can they afford to be with uh, the way things are going in, in softball here? Yeah, well, uh, it's gone really well. You know, that they all were, were part of a, uh, an off-season conditioning program, which um, we're really pleased with the progress that we've got through that period. Uh, we had about 16 guys go and play in North America in, uh, in the middle of our winter, so they got a good stint of, of playing uh, against a lot of the athletes that will be coming down here. Um, and then came back and started their domestic season, which we pulled forward. Uh, just a month, we, we started the beginning of September. Typically, we don't start till early October. And it was just, you know, we'd lost. So the guys in Auckland played four games last season because of the, the pre-Christmas lockdown. And then with with uh, Omicron hitting post-Christmas, they, they just didn't get any games. So, you know, we tried to uh, manipulate the season a little bit to create a little, some more games of significance. And, you know, club competition started earlier. Our NFC, which is our national provincial championship, is this coming weekend in Christchurch. Typically, that wouldn't be until February. So, again, we just tried to pull forward some meaningful games so that they can get plenty of games under their belt. And then last weekend in Auckland, we had the top, uh, we had 28 athletes. We extended the squad. Uh, some guys came over for, that are based in Australia. So, we do have uh, four guys. Uh, that are based in Australia, uh, and we had a four-game series um, at Rosedale Park where the World Cup's going to be, and we picked two evenly matched teams, and, and they went toe-to-toe, which uh, was really good on a number of fronts to to see the guys in person, and, and, and when you're coaching, so I coached one of the teams, um, you see a lot more than what you do selecting from behind you know, the boundary lines in the stands or behind the upfield fence. So being able to be a part of those games was good. It was also good for me to, to start getting rid of some cobwebs, having not coached for, for so long on the diamond. Um, unfortunately, we had a couple of injuries there, which we're monitoring sort of daily. Uh, and we hope to get uh, updates on those by the end of the week so that when we pick the team come Monday, we'll know exactly where where the guys, guys are at. So they've had a pretty intense um, sort of three or four weeks. And then we... Select the team Monday, and we assemble the following Sunday for our first uh, squad block, uh, which will be based in Auckland. How's the pitching crew looking? Uh, are you strong in that area? Because, uh, ironic, uh, over the years, I think it's quite obvious to say if you're a contender, you must pitch well. Yeah, yeah for sure. Do. You know, as I was saying, um, home runs win games, but defence wins championships, and, and the cornerstone of your defence is obviously your pitcher. So, um, look, we, we could probably do with more depth. Um, we've got a, a handful of guys that are competing. Uh, we've got two guys that, uh, two, three guys, sorry, that are, you know, that are right up there competing against the best in the world. Um, so, 
you know, on that front, we've we've got uh, one of our guys, Daniel Chapman, had uh, had back surgery in April, so he's still on a, um, I guess you'd call it a light duties return to work plan. Uh, but he pitched for us last weekend in, in two games. Uh, we had him on a fifty pitch limit, uh, so he's gone through a rehab process over over the last well since his operation, um, and really positive outcome over the weekend. Uh, no lingering effects afterwards, so. He will be uh, will be releasing the shackles a little bit more this weekend from at, at the NFC for him to clock up a few more pitches, a few more innings, and we're really looking for him to be at 100% by mid-November, which he's he's right on target for, which is a week ahead of the World Cup. How's softball um, in general, though? Can can I ask you, uh, Mark Sorensen, how softball is looking um, and across the board in New Zealand, I mean, going back to my day when you, you know, and I'm talking when your dad played, and uh, those great sides throughout Hutt Valley and, and Wellington in particular that uh, I was brought up alongside, uh, was uh, a very, very powerful force in the country. Uh, the BD Cup, etc. What, what now? Is it holding? Is it holding sway? Oh, look, it's a really good question, Smithy. We've gone through a bit of a transition, I think, like, like a number of sports. And, you know, we've got really good numbers in juniors. Um, but as you go through sort of uh, that high school age bracket, which is a really challenging age bracket to hold people, you tend to see some drop away. There's been a big focus over the last couple of years um, on the female side of the game to try and to help boost the numbers there. And then getting through to... You know, to the senior, to the club stuff, and you know those, uh, I guess those halcyon days that you talked about that that I remember growing up and watching. You know, a lot of those, a lot of those teams, a lot of those, you know, stars of yesteryear. Um, there's not as many senior teams as what's what there once were. Uh, you know, I think each region is probably down twenty or thirty percent um, from teams playing premier stuff, but. Ironically, that the social side of it is um, is still fairly strong. So. You know, it's just really, uh, it's that pathway through those um, college years and, and capturing uh, that group of talent to ensure that the volume of talent coming through is enough to sustain the number of clubs that we need in the comp- in the relative competitions. So, yeah, I, I guess in short, to answer your question, probably down a little bit from, you know, sort of 80s, 90s, but, um, you know, we've still got a lot of world-class athletes at the top of the tree. So here's a, I mean, you know, we don't host the World Championship very often. Um, as you say, we haven't played for three and a half years. Uh, here's uh, got to be a window. In that respect, they've got to capitalise on too. So uh, you've got to get as many young kids, I would imagine, uh, interested and involved in this little nine-day window that you've got. How are they going to manage that New Zealand softball? Well, firstly, I think is, is don't try and promote it while this rugby, this woman's rugby world cup's on, because it's uh, gobbling up a, a lot of the airspace at the moment. Uh, although we are, I, I, I've heard and seen that um, the marketing has started there. I mean, it's it's really about you know I think success in, uh, with capturing the mindset and, and heart, minds and hearts of everybody is is around the product that you present. So you know if if, if the product you present on on TV and and at the park is one that people can relate to, you know, and, and think is achievable in terms of, you know, attracting kids to the sport. I think you, 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 you're taking that first step towards capturing, you know, more people playing. Um, and, you know, performance, you know, the ultimate currency in any sport is about performance. So, you know, kids look up to, to sports that are successful, um, you know, that, that are getting the exposure. So 
it's great if we can get the exposure, but to to really solidify it would be on the back of uh, ensuring that we we provide the level of success that Softball New Zealand needs to um, to use it as a springboard, I suppose. Oh, I guess the other thing too about uh, you, you talk about that age group where we tend to lose, and it's just not uh, softball they're losing, cricket they loses them hand over fist, rugby's having trouble holding on to them and you never thought, would have thought that would happen one day Mark, but um, in terms no. of uh, a pathway towards um, an occupation, a job, how for a professional, how financial can softball be as an entity for those looking perhaps to travel? Well, in short, my guys were at the trial last weekend and went back to work on Monday morning. Um, we did a promo shoot on Sunday night with a handful of guys um, and they they were shooting that promo shoot through till about midnight or maybe just after midnight and then they're back at work on Monday. So uh, in terms of a job, um, if they're looking for a job and, and financial gain, this uh, we're not the sport, um, <laughs> plain and simple. Um, we, we, you know, we, we're a we're a small grassroots sport that has had a lot of success in the past, but it, it's it's never um, it's never been the driver for us around you know financial compensation. Although we'd we dearly love for that to be the case, uh, but that's the cut of the cloth that we get. So, you know, it's got to roll with it. Mark Sorensen, uh, always a pleasure catching up with you, mate. I uh, wish you all uh, all the very best with finalising that squad, and uh, that event will roll around a lot quicker than people think. So oh, I can't wait. Uh, 26th uh, of November, New Zealand versus Czech Republic, first up to open the tournament. All the very best, mate. L- uh, look forward to catching up with you later on, and, uh, and uh, hopefully uh, at the end of it uh, successfully, mate. Thanks, Smithy. Really appreciate you re- reaching out. Glad to be here. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.